The first 22 years of the 21st century have seen a major decline in the presence of rock bands and rock artists gracing the pop charts. And this has led a lot of people to utter the statement, rock is dead. But is it? And if it isn't, where did it go? Where is all the great guitar-driven music that used to populate the charts, mainstream slash corporate radio? It was always those bands. You always had bands like Cheap Trick, The Cars, Huey Lewis in the News, you know, Eddie Money, Brian Adams, you know, this guitar-driven kind of like rock-based stuff. It's we, we have virtually none of that, very little, if any. So on this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, uh, post-Independence Day edition, we're going to do a deep dive into the state of rock in the third decade of the 21st century and answer the questions, where is rock? Why did it disappear, for the most part, from pop radio? And can it ever come back? Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Moms and dads, boys and girls. And children of all ages, grandmas and grandpas even, right? Right, Pittsburgh Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Lou. Welcome back, everyone, to uh, the July 5th, 2022 edition of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, where we come together every week and uh, pick some rock and roll related topic and... Have a good time with it. Sometimes we take it a little more seriously. Sometimes we do. We don't take it seriously at all. Um, we have some folks. Jerry Chambers from Thailand. He's Rock Rage Radio Asia. Nice. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yes. Uh, so anyways, we're going to go ahead and we'll get into comments at the end. We'd like to do that. Uh, so stick around, guys. We'll get into the end. We'll answer, we'll answer questions and comments and... Uh, Hopefully, no more flies coming. I was so there was a fly flying around just before we started, and I thought for sure this damn thing's gonna fly in my mouth. <laughs> it, it ain't flying no more. You studied on I killing. I studied on killing on. <laughs> I studied on quite a bit. Um, so, anyways, it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com is the old website. And LouLombardiMusic.com. I've been doing tons and tons of music. If you follow me on TikTok, I'm uh, putting up uh, all kind of cool guitar videos all the time. And um, working on some cool new original music. I'm getting... Uh, uh, I have a lot going on. So it's just taking me a while to kind of... Last year sort of threw me for a loop. I had some personal things happen. And so we're getting back to it. But anyways, you can keep up with all my comings and goings. At uh, LouLombardiMusic.com and LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. You get access to um, our uh, private Facebook group. That's where we're hanging out with folks live and we can uh, chit-chat with them. You could be doing that too. You get access to our uh, old uh, back uh, catalog of, of, of podcasts or YouTube uh, uh, archive as well as my interview archive with a lot of really cool people. So... Um, Check that out, LouLombardiMusic.com and LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Shout out to Wolf's Customs. I don't know what happened to Chris. He's liking and sharing my stuff, but he hasn't been on. So I don't know if maybe 
the schedules have changed oh, or something like that. But shout out to Wolf's Customs. Go to wolfscustoms.online. Check them out for custom paint, custom refinishes, custom artwork on your musical instrument, no matter what it is. They do it. Uh, and rockrageradio.com. Download the, what kind of app is it, Lily? Free. Free app. And you can listen to great music programming 24-7. Nice. 24-7. With, who's the, who's our new girl? Angelina? Is Angelina that her Green. She was on before and she's back. Which oh, she's, right. She's awesome. What's so. up, Angelina Green? So, you know, that's just a good example. Tons of great shows on there. What are some of the other shows on there, Lily? Um, we also have uh, Rocky Mountain Radio, uh, Shaking the Rafters with Michelle. Cannot remember all the mine Holics with Lily Six, which is one of the most important ones that you want to listen to. As long as you listen <laughs> to Holics with Lily Six. Yeah, start with that. You'll be good. It's 24-7. You'll find something you'll like. I guarantee. <laughs> My name ain't Lou Dini. Oh, I see what you did there. That's wonderful. Oh, okay, guys. So, anyways, um, yeah, rock and roll. Anyways, so speaking of rock, well, we do have Lily V Six Rock Rage Radio. Mm-hmm. What's up? So, what's going on, Lily? What's going on with you? You saw some? Did you go to some shows? I oh. uh, went to Rock for Life uh, Gigaroo over the weekend at Island Park in Salzburg. Uh, mm-hmm. So many great bands. It goes to a great charity. Um, it was just. Super fun all weekend long. Super hot all weekend long. But everybody rocked. It was wonderful. And the, one of the most exciting things going on is I'm going to be an auntie. So Hooray! Auntie. We, we can talk about that now. <laughs> That's awesome. Auntie Lily. Auntie. Oh, Aunt Lily. She's, uh, she or she will be a rocker, I guarantee nice. you. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. Her mother's really into country. I don't no, know. No, she, uh, she likes some rock, too. She'll be a country or no, Lily will take Not when I babysitter. It, they. Don't you worry. Actually, okay. don't know what it or, is. I think it's a she. Non-gender specific. Oh, no. No. Lily will take <laughs> care of the musical tastes. <laughs> okay, and then we do have Pittsburgh, Kevin. Hey, everybody. Hey, now. Hey, now. You all right? Did you do anything good this weekend? Ah, nah. <laughs> yeah, I think you did something good. Oh, man. Last night. Check this <laughs> shit out. Last night, I went home and had Franks and Beans. Oh, before that, though, (laughs) before that, I got to hang out with one of my favorite people on the whole wide world. No, not Robin Zander. I wasn't here, so. I hung out with Honky the Clown. That's messed up. It is messed up. No, I got to hang out with him, Ludini himself, and we watched a guy hitting a drum. It was weird. Now nah, we got to watch the fireworks here in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. We had a lot of fun, man. That was Cannonsburg fun. is and Fourth of July Central. Yes, it yes, really it is. is all year round. By the way, um, and uh, Lou Lou had a great soundtrack to go along with the fireworks. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It played some cool stuff. Yeah. Seems like you know, played like stuff you hadn't heard in a while. Right, right. Snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine. Yes, most notably. <laughs> I was trying to be courteous to my neighbors. You did but I mean, it a was little. a um, uh, uh, Keith wants another link. That's the only link I got, Mr. Keith. Oh. Um, Update your browser. Oh, right jeez. It's always freaking something. Oh, wow. uh, try another browser. Browser. S-E-R. <laughs> Spelling's you, hard. Remember, folks, this podcast is free. Yes. So, so bear with us. Yeah, bear with us. Uh, so, anyways, I uh, try to keep it as professional as possible. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we had a good time. Um, yeah, you know, lo- you know, drinks were flowing, and we were listening drinks to some music flowing. and um, enjoy a beautiful night air. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, we've been having some beautiful, hot, nice and cool. Yeah, little we've been breeze. having some nice weather lately. Nice. Um, really, really, we really have. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, we've been doing that. Um, I saw. I'm a movie nut. No, I watched the 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 uh, um, Indiana Jones trilogy. Oh, there you go. Oh, I love. That. I've done that. Recently. I'm not. I'm sure. not going to watch the Crystal Skull. Uh, to sort of no? pretend like that didn't happen. It's, yeah, it's a bad dream. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like <laughs> a bad wet dream, <laughs> like a dry dream. <laughs> dry, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a dry dream. Sorry, a dry and sandy dream. So, um, but anyways, I I went to the movie theater and saw a new movie out. And if you like horror, and, but I got to give you, this is not for the faint of heart. This movie's not for the faint oh of heart. My. It's called Black Phone. Oh it is really fucking good. It's not a remake of anything. It is based on a, a short story by Joe Hill, uh, which I read um, last year or la- listened to on Audible last year as I was driving to visit my sister in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. And I was gripping the wheel, yeah. leaning over to the, uh, you know, to the sound uh, system in the in my vehicle like. Ooh. <laughs> like what's gonna happen? Oh my god! You know, wow. so uh, they did careful. a great job with the, with the movie version. Great. Ethan Hawke is fantastic in it. All the actors are really good in it. Uh, there's some child actors that I think, especially a little girl who I think is gonna like become has a potential to become somebody to, yeah. like a really good actor, Excellent. like really really good. Cool. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's called Black Phone. Um, it but it is not for the faint of heart. It's very very violent. Mm. Very violent. Yes. So if you don't, if you if that kind of thing bothers you, um, there's no there's no machismo CGI or machismo. anything like that. You know, it's 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 well done. So you guys want to check that out for sure. Um, oh, what else I did? I practiced guitar a lot. Really? And, yeah. You know, kept it kind of visited some family. I kept. Well, it. Hey, uh, let me ask you something. If we're talking about guitars, so the Carnegie Science Center has a guitar exhibit. I want to go. Do you want to go, Lou? Sure. All right, that was easy. No, I saw just... that months ago. I really want to see that. I thought okay. like you were going to say something about it. Like, no, no, no. I didn't know if you would be interested in going. I know Lily is now. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I would like to. I would. We'll I would get together and, and figure out a day that we can all go. A field trip. I know. I, field I, trip. I started uh, um, talking to Scott Tellerico. Um, I met him actually, and uh, he's the guy that does the Pittsburgh guitar shows. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, another one's coming up. By yeah, the way, yeah, they, they are doing them like every six months down here. Okay, yeah. good. So, um, I'm working guitar, on kind of hours. Here, okay, and this I got is some money. Good, this is a really good segue uh, into what we into our topic tonight because there are more guitars being sold today than there ever have been right? in the history, even at the height of like. The Beatles and Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin and all that. There are more guitars being sold today than ever in the history of music. Right. So yet there are <laughs> there are definitely kids who want to make music. rock music. Yeah. They wanna they wanna yeah. they want you know there's there's always I, I was watching um I watched a video on YouTube um um. Uh, 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 and I can't, I can't remember the artist's name. He's an independent artist talking about how, like, we don't really need, like, the world doesn't need any more music. It doesn't need uh, any more bands. Like, no. we have, you know. But his his thing was, if you have a passion for it, just do it. Who mm-hmm. cares? Right. Like, yeah. Don't like, just you shouldn't fun. let that hold you back. Right. Just, just put it out there and um, uh, do whatever feels good. Like, you know. And I, that is really how this all started. 
this whole rock thing started was people just playing music that felt mm-hmm. good. Like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. You know, it's kind of magical. Yeah, I like they that. were taking yeah. they were taking sounds and stuff that were in the air and doing their sort of take on them. Um, but um, so we does anybody here not know what rock is? <laughs> it's hard to define if you yeah, like try to yeah. like give a definition to it. You know. It's it's definitely kind of hard to define, but I mean it, it, the sort of definition I'm using in my head is like guitar driven right music that yeah. is got so, the you know that rock and roll kind of groove to it. That it's sticks got lot, it to the man. It, it sticks it to the man. <laughs> it's the music that's it's how we stick it to the man. That's exactly. a, yeah, that's a really good explanation of it. But um, <laughs> it's got attitude. It's a little dangerous. It's Ooh. the kind of thing that makes your parents like, you know, raise an eyebrow. Nervous. Yeah, nervous. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there was um there were some things that happened um in history that yeah. allowed rock to really take off. Yes. And um uh, there the um recording technology started to get really get, get mm-hmm. a lot better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and so did audio, like listening technology. Mm-hmm. The technology we used to, to actually play actually back hear, yeah. started to become. And what was interesting was audio technology and the music business were the same business. RCA is not only a record label, right? <laughs> right, but they actually created. Technology they to created make, Victrola's. No. Yeah, they, they created <laughs> a lot of day. stuff that yeah. made the music that we like sound. But hey, Tony Horton, Horton, Tony Horton, do you hear who? Oh, see, so why that was did coming. I know that was Horton, going? I knew that was coming. But anyways, um, so this is all kind of coming together like around the same time, mm-hmm. and um, there was a uh, um. It was it was it, there was a it was a atmosphere for innovation. People didn't know the like the technology was new, so like they wanted to try. So you know, like places like Sun Studios would just bring people in. So yeah, I don't let's, know. Let's see what you let's, saw. Let's, see what, try let's, let's just so throw this up. I don't know. You know, so it was like a kind of really fun kind of approach of people just kind of saying, I don't know. This is I'm playing it the way I feel it. Uh huh. Right. And yeah. that is what all these guys. Um, going back to Elvis and Little Richard and Chuck Berry and you know all these guys, that's what they were doing. Um, they were, and rock became the leader. You know, so what happens, right? Is the music okay? So we have other than oh, by the way, this isn't the first time rock has so-called died. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. the music, the rock right. has died several times mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Rock died when the you know the big bopper, uh, uh, um, Buddy Holly and Richie, and Richie, Richie Valens yeah, crashed, and what happened was folk music that came in and filled the void. But then mm-hmm. the Beatles came, uh-huh. right? And, <laughs> and so said, nope. you know, rock. <laughs> Rock comes back, and rock is the kind of leading music for a decade or so through the late 60s, through the early 80s, um, where other styles of music were happening, but you could tell that they were all people that had their ear to right. rock. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They were listening. They had Everybody mm-hmm. had listened to the Stones and the Beatles and right. bands like that, right. um, and they had an ear 
to that. And that music kind of informed what happened for like maybe a decade and a half, maybe two decades or so mm-hmm. uh, in pop music. And then then things then things changed the the computer, right? Yeah. Yep. That thing. The computer. So 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 came along and uh, um, started to change. Uh, you know, started to, to make things change. So I'm going to kind of like, just sort of like laid a little background. So, you know, so everybody, and I remember uh, as a kid listening to uh, the King Biscuit Flower Hour oh, yeah. and Westwood One and all these, mm-hmm, and these bands mm-hmm. would be interviewed and bands that had nothing, in my, to my ear sounded nothing like the Beatles, said, oh my God, the Leonard Skinner, I were like, who are your biggest influence? And I was like, okay. I was, they were like, oh, the Beatles. Yeah. I was like, what? You sound nothing like the Beatles. And like everybody said, the Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles. Right. Um, so this perpetuated through through. And so what happened when rock came back with the Beatles? We went from rock and roll to rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is a which is a uh, a um, uh. Uh, an ability this, which allowed more styles to kind of to be, kind of bleed to, into to it. kind of come yeah, into it. Exactly, so yeah. at this point, you start to have bands that are psychedelic and they're kind of jamming, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You right. get it, then the heavy stuff the starts coming rock, in, the, the heavy metal, you know, that all starts coming in. Um, you get the progressive um, type thing. You do have um, bands like the Birds. You know that are bringing in that sort of West Coast country mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of thing, and um, uh, Graham Parsons and people like that. And then you're hearing people like Emmylou Harris, who is definitely country, but she's definitely got her ear on rock. Exactly, yeah. she's definitely yeah. listening to rock. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not even a thing. Um, I can't remember which song. Um, it was, but it was a country song that came out had distortion what? on one of the, That's I think on the crazy. bass solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, it was, and again, this is another thing that like, you know, was, a, you know, influenced by rock. So rock was like kind of like the leader for a really, really, really long time. And I think that we all thought it was just going to go on for, we couldn't really see how that would, um, ever change. I mean, if you think about how music changed like during the MTV generation, again, it was bands like the Police, Men mm-hmm. at Work and bands like that yeah. who were playing guitars, they were playing a sort right. of style of rock, you know, the Clash and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, then they opened it up to Culture Club and Wham and Madonna and all these other bands that um, you know, kind of jump on the bandwagon and you know, then the whole MTV kind of thing happens as well. Grunge Again, these are kids with guitars mm-hmm. influenced by punk and classic rock. 90s rock is really interesting. It's really diverse. You can't really say there's a 90s. I mean, the 90s, you've got bands like Stone Temple Pilots and the Counting Crows. Right. You know, I mean, like, both are like big rock bands. But very They sound nothing <laughs> like each other, okay? Right. But they do have that rock kind of thread going through and then even in the early 2000s with the new metal mm-hmm. and then um you had bands like the white stripes the black keys uh jet bands yeah. like that, right, that were right. like so that were like getting on the radio with rock and roll songs mm-hmm. you know um but you know that did not that was like the end of it that was like the kind of like final chapters of rock um so what happened i'm gonna go ahead and let lily jump in with what some ideas happened? Well, I don't. My opinion is I don't think rock is dead. I no, it's not. Think, I don't. But let me finish. Right. It's. I didn't say it was dead. It's just not the right. mainstream, right. most influential right. style of music. It is an indie thing now. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with um, 
MTV mm-hmm. d- not doing MTV like what we were used to MTV doing. They started doing reality shows, so the music was by the wayside, and people weren't as access to it, I guess. And then the internet, where people are tra- YouTube. Everybody's a star on YouTube. It's not all rock. That makes me a little bit crazy. Um, shows like American Idol. We're creating rock stars now instead of just having people bring, te- you know, finding them like we used to do. Um, what else was I going to say about that? Because there's some more stuff. Um, well, I think I mean, you think you bring up a good point about about things like American Idol. Yeah. And I think American Idol marginalizes is the beginning of this. Is not the beginning, but it's kind of marginalizes rock. It's kind of like mm-hmm. you know there would be these cute kids. And I can't remember their names, but there was like, there's a one kid, he was real smart, he played an SG, yeah. and he got up there and he played like ACDC, and he right, like really rock right. guy. And it was like, it became like kind of a novelty. Mm-hmm. It's the little mm-hmm. kid that uh, got up and played uh, on Good Morning America and played the intro to uh, Todd for Teacher on the drums. Right. And then Brad Pitt, or Brad Pitt, Brad <laughs> Paisley, <laughs> Brad Paisley brings him out. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? To, um, you know, to to, to to play some shows with him, mm-hmm. you know, but it, that's a kind of like, so rock is now kind of looked at, starting to become kind of looked at as a kind of like, you know what I mean? Oh, isn't that cute? Right. Yeah. yeah which yeah. sucks. <laughs> and there's a lot of times where I see uh, the youth don't do not really like. So rock and roll is supposed to be about fun and partying and right. having a good time mm-hmm. and loving life. Now we're more into we have to. It's got to be a serious topic or we don't want to hear it is how. The kids are today I think I see that a lot like if it doesn't mean something I don't want to listen to it yeah so that's I think that's another big thing why it's not in the forefront it's like, like a lot of emo yeah, rock and it's like a lot oh, of that, come on it, lighten up Francis <laughs> yeah so yeah. there's that and um well I mean what bands what rock bands are touring and packing Arenas. Well, there's nothing really packing except for the old bands. Big I'm not talking about yes. COVID. Let's just put COVID. No, no, no. Aside. I'm just like Metallica still one. Of course, we have the uh, stadium tour coming out, which is Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett. Okay, um, but that's a bunch of bands together. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna, it's a Motley Crue show. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> okay. That's legit. I agree. <laughs> there's there aren't many new bands filling anything other than like stage AE and that's not a very mm-hmm. big venue like they're, they're, it's yeah. all the older bands that are doing it they're, well some thing. now wait a minute like who's really doing it though Metallica mm-hmm. yeah. U2 yeah okay so this Motley Crue thing you know yeah. maybe if you know Van Van Halen well that they're never gonna do anything no. that's over um yeah. So like they probably were do playing really big things when they did their little reunion what yeah. was that five six mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. um but who else rock? The fighters, the Foo Fighters, used to. They were playing stadium. Okay, well, yeah. they could do that. Okay. Yeah, they so, could do that. So, so there's only a few, but there used to be tons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, Every week like, there was a new I, band. I know. Like, the, I mean, we used to have a yeah. place in Pittsburgh called the Civic Arena. Uh huh. It was an arena. It was it was huge. It was like almost every week. I and it was it. I was always there was always yeah. rock bands playing. You know, and they it would always do really really well. It didn't really, you know, um, require much. There was a show at the arena. Who's coming? I don't right. know. No, I knew people that just went. Yeah. Just they, just went. they didn't it's care. It's going to be good. They, it's going to be good. It's, 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 it's a rock show. It's going to be great. Um, you see all your same friends every week yeah. every time you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so, but we, those type of bands just aren't out. Now, I, I've been told that there are different parts of the world where um, that is not, that isn't as much of a thing like... Mm-hmm. In some like places in Europe, 
I've heard that Brazil is really big into rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, big rock. A rush when they were touring. Exactly. You know yes. what I mean? That yes. was one Sold of those. Bands. How many days yeah, in a row? They, they yeah. can do. They can do something yeah. like that, but they're gone too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So we just don't have that, and that type of excitement. Mm-hmm. Remember the excitement around rock? Yes. Yeah. You remember the excitement around like the bands were exciting. Why were they exciting? Because they were fun. It was. It's an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's a. It, the whole. The visuals. The audio. Everything. It was an entire feeling you got when you went to a show, and everything just. I don't know. It's my happy place. So yeah, those bands were living the lives. Yeah. you wish yes. you could live. That's what yes. I was trying to get to. That's exactly. They were what out I was there doing it. They yeah. were. They weren't just musicians. They were kind of like superheroes. Yeah. Yes. They were doing what the rest of us wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. Partying every night. I still want to do that. Throwing televisions True. out of hotel rooms. Yep. Crashing cars into swimming pools. And yeah. ba- and banging tons of hot chicks. Yeah. Well, I don't want to do that. But, you know, no, I, you would, don't, you I don't wouldn't be the groupie. So. Oh, oh. Well, I used to. You want to be the one getting banged. Getting yes. to know you. Getting to know all of You already knew that. Come on. Yeah, we but, um... <laughs> There, there, there isn't anything. And, and, and I think, too, like, this is when people say, well, grunge killed rock. In, in a, it was a nail in the coffin because the bands changed their, like, whole... They were not the outlaws but anymore. they used to be. They, yeah. they were yeah. not. They, they These guys were all sensitive. Right. Oh. Right. You know, they were all real sensitive and real, you know, oh, you know, I'll just... Um, you know, you know, we don't want we don't want to like you know offend anyone, or we don't want to you know. Well, yeah, that's that's what I know, mean about the youth we, we want to. We're trying to treat women with respect and all that stuff like that, and uh, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe yeah. in treating everybody with respect, but um, it's an like, image. The, but but that was a sort of like. You know, they were trying to portray themselves as more like elevated or more mm. sensitive. Yeah. Right. And I'm gonna just go ahead and say, since we're not we're not taking comments yet, but Tony Horton said something brilliant just now. He said rock is too masculine. And that is exactly <laughs> what Kiss is another band that right, play, yeah. play big arenas. Right. Um but that is exactly what happened like rock, rock lost its balls mm-hmm. it did it really yeah. it really did it um, must have got married <laughs> so, i'm sorry did i say that out loud it loses its balls that's the, and you can't <laughs> that is what rock is all about what it like you were quoting um jack black earlier kevin what were you saying i don't remember i don't remember what happened five minutes ago oh my gosh oh what was that oh uh stick it to the man wasn't that hard? <laughs> I remembered. I remembered. Yeah, I mean, yeah, rock and roll you, st- stuck it to the man. That's how you stick it to the man. That's exactly. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie School of Rock, you should go watch Definitely. it. It's fun. Um, <laughs> People don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the kids aren't as, as excited as we used to be when we were younger, and I think we're a little bit stubborn, like my age and up, who don't want to go out and look for anything other than what we're used to. Yeah, and and you know so. So it starts to the whole atmosphere of it starts to change. I don't think I think one of the things that made El, like Elvis so appealing was because he was dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, parents didn't like him. They were afraid. Where's this guy coming from? You know, when the Beatles come to America, like everybody said, "Oh my God, their hair is so Look long. Their- <laughs> <laughs> They're so different." Uh huh. They are. You know. Hoodlums. Right. Metal. Oh my god, this is scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, punk. 
you know, with the razor blades and I'm the still slam scared dancing. Of punk. Yeah, I'm still scared of it. None of that. Everybody is, you know, all all raw, you know, all the current musicians like would never think to be like in dangerous. And I know that there are metal bands that are doing really theatrical things, and it's like you know trying to portray that, but it's kind of like yawn because mm-hmm. we've all we've been there, done mm-hmm. that, and we know that you're just a dad. You know what I mean? Also, also, uh, my friends have gone to a lot of the heavy metal shows that had like, so like the Upside Down Crosses and a whole lot of stuff. And now they're uh-huh. taming that down oh. because they don't want to offend people anymore. Now, isn't this why you started do doing this? Because you, because you wanted to offend people. Isn't this why you started this? Now you're going to take it away. And that's t- people my age who are going to these shows are disappointed because they're not seeing what they used to see yeah. when they were younger. So there's that. Like when I go see Wasp. There is well, no way he's going to be doing hanging well, women he, from chains. He became style. a born again Christian, right? Which I understand, yeah, but I don't. Fine. I think that would still change regardless but, if he did that or not, because he doesn't want to offend people. As because everybody is scared now. Everybody's afraid. unlike this Cancel podcast. <laughs> we are we not have afraid. No and, trouble and, offending people. <laughs> I, I think that you're making a good point about cancel culture, mm. um, for sure. But what about this? Is bef- this starts happening before cancel culture, right? You know right. what I mean. I, I I just think there's only so many. Even if you did, you spit the blood on people, and you had the upside down crosses, and you took a shit on stage, or whatever you do. You know, like there's not the, what really is left to really do. Jolt people, yeah, right. You know, to really get people like excited. Um, so so that is. Rock is kind of burning it, sort of burning itself out with the um, with the public at large, mm-hmm. because they're just they've lost that that just isn't there. And I don't know how we get that back. I don't know if we do get that back. I have some thoughts on it a little bit later on what we can talk about, but that is definitely um, an aspect to it. But where the where the cojones go, nuts is with the rappers and the hip hop artists because mm-hmm. they're That's on stage so with the big jewelry and the um, grabbing their things and talking about like the seven chicks they banged before they got on stage mm-hmm. and the 12 they're going to bang after mm-hmm. you know what I mean and they're they're mm-hmm. talking they're sticking it to the man because they're they singing about fuck it. the cops and all oh, kind of stuff my, like that yes. and so it's funny right people immediately as rock started to tone down like uh-huh. their thing people said People still wanted that thing, so they looked. Oh, okay, there's they looked. Rappers. Oh, there's raps. Yeah, there's rap. Yeah, rappers. Yeah, so rap is in, and rap was the. And I remember, like in the in the '90s and the early 2000s, like there was controversy about it. There was um, people that didn't want their kids to listen to rap lyrics. Mm-hmm. There was no. Nobody was talking it's, about rock lyrics. Yeah, right. There was, rap lyrics. Oh my god, <laughs> rap lyrics. Oh, no. Rap lyrics. Same thing from the '50s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah. now exactly it's a different genre. So, yeah, so so. Interesting, right? Um, and then another big thing happens. MTV stops playing videos. Oh, yeah. Fuckos. And that is when, and then it went, you know, the music videos went to VH1, and that is when I really felt like they were saying, well, rock is kind of like for like the older, older generation, yep. you know, and, you know, the kids today want to see reality shows and things. Mm. And to be honest with you, it, from what I'm describing about rock, Right now, right? Don't reality shows sound more interesting than like a lot of stuff going on in mm-hmm. mainstream rock? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this is a problem, Lily. We need <laughs> we need the danger mm. somehow. We need that's that's the only way. To, you know, that's the key component. I mean, that's that's the reason I started listening. Yeah. Kid. 
So yeah, mm-hmm. we want you mm-hmm. want something a little naughty. <laughs> want to rebel? So what do you yes. got? You got any, you want to add anything or any guys jump in? We're, we're so, I was trying to get Keith on the podcast, and he uh-huh. says Keith. you can't get the damn link to work. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, if I was to try to hook up Zoom right now, it would be, well, I'd have to stop everything I'm doing and try to figure it out because I haven't used that in a long time. So, brother, I'm sorry. We will try to work it out, man. I apologize. Uh, Go ahead. Anybody, you guys want to jump in on this or? You got something? No, I'm just concerned about Keith. Oh, (laughs) Well, let's not talk. We don't have to be, (laughs) come on. Darby, you're absolutely true. Like, like we had talked about uh, radio back in our day. Back in our day. Right? (laughs) Where you'd listen to the local rock station and you would hear, yeah, you'd hear Metallica, but then you'd hear like John Cougar. Yeah. You know, and it was like, and that's the way MTV was, you know, and the thing about MTV was maybe you didn't like every video, but you sat through it in the hopes that something you liked was going to come on next. So and you were exposed to all those different kinds of- You're making such of, a great point. Yeah. You exposed yeah. To all those different kind of musics. And genres and all that good stuff, and um, but yeah, and when they stopped playing the videos, it was like all over. Well, and and well, that that is that brings the thing to the to the technology, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But there is something to be said for like a kind of wider musical tastes, or mm-hmm. because even if you didn't like, here's what here's what I found out. Like even if you said you you like where you wanted to see the new Van Halen video, right? There's all my most of my friends like knew all the words to the Madonna song. Exactly, right. that was big that week, right. or the Prince song, yep. or the Michael Jackson song, because MTV played it, and you kind of ended up going like, yeah, that's yeah, not, it's not bad. Okay, it's not okay right. I like you know, this. You yeah. didn't like you know get yourself like a shorts and a. At first you did. But you had to act like that. Oh, I gotta sit through this. And yeah. then you, you have to be there with and your like, friends. You know, you're like tapping your toe. Yeah. And right. like there were there's certain guys that like I can picture still picture in high school. You know who you would never confess that you like the Michael Jackson song. <laughs> right. Like you would never. But you know they like they, you did. They knew all. The yeah. Words. Yeah. And you see them on Facebook now, and they're posting Whitney Houston videos. Oh and boy. Stuff, you know what I mean? And it's like true. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? So. Oh my gosh. Um. But yeah, it's like. Uh, that, that was like a really important thing. So you had the ability to have that kind of all together. I think like those like Bob FMs and stuff like that. Yeah, right. they, like, they, they do. They're trying, they're trying to do, to do a little bit yeah. more of that. And people like that. I don't think people are as uh, narrow-minded about music as, as the corporate record, uh, uh, corporate uh, music uh, business uh, would like people to think. I, I think they, they have wider taste than we realize. Um, I mean, just think about all the metal guys that like Johnny Cash. <laughs> you know, that's, uh-huh. you know, you know what I mean? So, so MTV stops playing videos and around the same time or a little bit before this kind of coincides is there's some big breakthroughs in technology. Mm-hmm. High speed internet mm-hmm. and MP3. And when these two things come together, that was like a one-two punch for the music industry. And you had a lot of people, you know, crying piracy, piracy's ruining my band, mm-hmm. uh, piracy, piracy, piracy. Let me tell you, let, let, let me just straighten it, straighten this out right now. Yeah. <coughs> Downloading music mm-hmm. for you to listen to. Right. Or maybe even burn a CD so you listen to your car is not piracy. 
Correct. If you burn that CD and then you make 20 copies and you and sell, you sell them for $5 them. a right. piece so you can yeah. go buy beer that night, yep. that's piracy. But you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I guess not. So not you can't. It's terror. It's, it's it, you know, th- this word piracy just got like Arr. overused. Everybody, it's a piracy, piracy, piracy. That's not piracy, okay? Um, but it did, whatever it is, took massive amount of revenue out of the business. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Something that um, you may or may not be aware of, um, and I did not get into this because we're going to do a podcast on this at some point. Um, the music business is also one of the most corrupt businesses <gasps> In oh, the yeah. history of business, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, it is really, it is, re- it, um, it is really riddled with organized crime, mm-hmm. just really badly. Um, there's you got you got organized crime people investing, you know, in rock bands to launder drug money. It's like. A real fucking thing. Yeah, that's a yeah, thing. It really it's not, and it's yeah. not just like, oh, that happened a couple times. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all, not at all, not at all. Um, so are the uh, so um, my next question to you guys is yeah. so I think a lot of people said like and I remember talking to my buddy David Learn, he's the guy that made these paintings in my house. Mm. Um, he, he, him and I talking about, you know, wow, you know, how short sighted. Where the are there are the, is the music industry how, the the record labels to not see to not get in on this technology you know right. they seem to be really resisting it right mm-hmm. you know there's all kind of lawsuits um, Napster Kazaa you know mm-hmm. what I mean people got mm-hmm. letters Stu got a letter in the mail because he was downloading so much from Kazaa yeah really <laughs> for yeah. real oh, yeah he got a letter in the mail he should have kept it and framed it it yeah, would be funny oh, that's gosh. awesome but um you know so. Um, they were, so what was, we were always saying like, they were so short, so I can't believe, but do you think that, what, what do you think about that? Do you think they really were, or do you think there's something else going on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this. What's your thoughts on this, Lily? I, I, I why wouldn't you want to get in on this and make more money? Right. So, unless there's more money to be made by... And we just went through a pandemic and we saw this happen in all kinds of like with our big box stores, mm-hmm. <clears throat> shutting down little hardware stores and little corner stores and stuff like that in mm-hmm. favor of Target and Walmart and right, places like right. that. What I'm kind of wondering now, looking at it back, like there's an expression, like when the pandemic came out, everybody says, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, they like they say, never let a good crisis go to waste, you know. Yes. <clears throat> and I'm kind of wondering if it wasn't let to go to hell because what ended up happening is it in the 90s the independent record label really became a thing like a lot of bands started their own label Mm -hmm. and then that would take they would have some success and uh, some friends of theirs who who they admired thought were really good say okay join join our label you know and join our you know so there was a lot of the indie record label thing was really really huge I um I attended a seminar at uh, Borders Books in South Hills oh, <clears throat> about starting your own record label. Interesting. In, in wow. the nineties, in the early, like in, yeah. the, in like the ninety four five something uh-huh. like that. Um, <clears throat> hmm. And so this was a 
was 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 a thing. There was like, and it was like, we don't need Columbia. You don't need the big box. We mm-hmm. can do. We can kind of just do it yeah. on our own. Yeah. On our own. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm wondering if if somebody saw an opportunity to consolidate because now there used to be tons of record labels. Now there's almost none. Right. Three. I mean, there's hardly any. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at all and this is a way to really and listen to how music changed since then music has gotten mm-hmm. way more like the pop charts way yes. more homogenized Ooh, like yes. it yeah. really has a you know there's a certain thing that it just does and it doesn't really do anything other than mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of get over with um, by doing songs that have lyrical controversy like WAP Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and things like that, you know, which I think is a kind of a novelty song. That isn't representative of like most pop music, by right. the way. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's a novelty song. <clears throat> but it's um this uh this so 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 it was sold to us as the democratization of the music business. But what they really did was they made the people at the top really at the top. And they really narrated. There used to be a lot of mid-level, like there, like there were bands that like toured all the time and played big shows, and everybody went like Foghat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. They weren't necessarily the biggest band in the world, but a lot of people went to see them. They oh, really yeah. enjoyed their shows. Yeah. They sold a lot of records. They didn't need to be like you know. But like those type of bands are kind of gone now. What you have now is you got the superstars. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like everybody else. All these guys. Right. You don't really have too many like mid level. The curve has changed. I'm making the, I'm trying to make the thing with my hands that those of you that are watching, they're listening and not watching, you wouldn't, you, don't you won't understand what I'm doing. But if you imagine curve? a graph, if you imagine a graph where at the, at the, at the far reaches, um, it kind of comes up a little bit and then levels way, way off mm. as it comes to, and then in the middle, there's, there's just like a, a point. There's like a point. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, that, and at that point is like the Taylor Swift's and the Justin Bieber's and um, not headaches. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and whoever you know, the the the, the current yeah, and they don't last long, like at all, like really don't last long. But in any case, um, so I kind of I have a sort of like I I wrote that down. Labels are too short sighted. And I thought about that, and then I started thinking. I wonder if like there's more. To there's a little bit more. Yeah, too, yeah, that might know? be. Somebody yeah. saw an opportunity and said, "Screw it." Let it all go to hell because we're going to make a shitload of money. We're going to absorb all uh-huh. the bands that we know do sell. Mm-hmm. And the ones that don't, we can just say, fuck them. We don't need them now. You know? You right. right. So, you know, and, you know, I, I, there's certain people there I think are embarrassed to get. Like, they couldn't fire Bob Dylan or right. Johnny Cash right. or people like that because, you know, they, you know, but when they die, that's going to, uh-huh. you're not going to bring people like, you're not going to oh, see no, those no, guys We're never going to see something yeah. You're like not going to see a Dylan or a Johnny Cash or, or you know, or, or, or anybody like that. You're not going to see those guys. Um, labels always would sign bands like that because it gave them cred, mm-hmm. you know, and they knew that like Dylan's fans were going to buy every record. It didn't matter. You know what I mean? He put out a Christmas record. It's terrible. One of the worst records I've ever heard. Uh, but people, everybody, but his fans, his diehard fans, bought it. Right. Okay. You know, so they knew that they had that, they had that that market. But all that has gone away, and so we ended up with this sort of wild, wild west um, music business where I don't think we, I still don't think we know exactly where this is going. It's been, it's been, let's say, let's say. We're going to start with the advent of social media in like 
2005, seven, something right, like that. Right. You know, <clears throat> so since then, it's just 2022. You know, I don't think we've really decided on how the music business is really going to work. Yeah. Okay, we don't so know, why, am I, why am I talking about this? Because why, when you don't have the structure that we had for 40 years mm-hmm. in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, you can't really have big rock stars. Right. Okay. The media yeah. is gone. Like the, the media, the main medium was radio. Mm-hmm. Okay. You listen to radio? Nope. Rock Rage. Yeah, Rock Rage Radio. Which is we, internet. So every, yeah. Everybody's listening to, to internet radio stations, Spotify, YouTube, right? Yep. Uh, so satellite radio. Sure. Which I suspect is is hurt is hurting. I don't. They don't say it, but I suspect there aren't the. It doesn't have the listenership that it did they when it first to. came I agree. out. Yeah. I agree with that. <clears throat> I, I mean, I quit it. So yeah. So. I think that you have, when you don't have it, who can turn somebody into a rock star? At this very, and, and, and so you have to fit a very narrow, like, style and look, and you got to be a certain, I mean, if you get over 23 years old, I don't think that they're interested at all. Right. Right. You know? Um, so that doesn't get, and there's no, like, oh, man, think about all the bands that, like, put out like a lot of records before they had their big breakout album. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. think of a band like Kansas. Right. Right. Had like four or five records exactly. before they really Building broke up out. For the good ones. Yeah, yeah. They, before they really <laughs> broke up with broke out with Left Overture and became a big stadium band and toured, you know, and all the stuff like that. Like the but the labels kind of looked at it as an investment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'll nurture these guys. Well nurture we're gonna bring yeah. them up. And in the meantime, they had bands that were selling big. They had the Skinners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well you know, let's give these guys a chance because these guys will fill, you know, they'll they'll jump into that if you give them enough time all that's gone that 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 whole thing like i remember hearing frank zappa talk about this one time about how the and we sort of mentioned this earlier that like in the early days of rock like you had guys who were like they didn't even know what people were gonna like? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. had no idea. Nope. They didn't even know who's gonna buy the records. Right? Like, they had no clue. Let's they just went like, oh, I don't know. Let's bring that guy <laughs> in. That was the uh, what was his name? Sam uh, Sam Phillips. Yep. That was his yep. sort of like whole thing. I I don't know. Let's I looked give it at a shot. You know this this guy looks. This Jerry Lee yeah. Lewis. I, he can play the piano pretty good. Let's bring him in. Mm-hmm. You know um, that Chess Records. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, they were just, you know, so they had a more um, cowboy, adventurous mm-hmm. kind of like way of going. Also, making records and stuff like that did not cost what it ended up costing. Right. Now, you know, records became very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. We talked yeah. about the most expensive right. albums ever made, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, so what do you what do? You do? Um, <laughs> when you no longer have that, like, where are mm-hmm. those guys that are like, you know, I'm going, you know, there there used to be A and R guys that would go out, they would hear, oh, there's a scene in Seattle, let's, let's go, go check it out, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, so, and so they signed a whole bunch of bands, you know, <laughs> from Seattle. Yeah. They still signed a whole bunch of bands. They hear that there's a scene, or they hear there's a new sound, or right. or whatever. But that is none of that is happening. That is all over, so and fun. that is a lot of what rock really is, right? Mm-hmm. It's four guys in a room, you know, banging it out, trying to hone their songwriting, trying to hone their playing. You know, the playing is super important. Mm -hmm. It isn't just, you know what I mean? It isn't just like, you know, because today we produce it all in a computer. Mm -hmm. For, you know, um, so 
that is like that's really hard that that doesn't i'm not saying that's not happening that's happening with me right now i'm working with guys and we're in a room and we're trying to bang out music <laughs> right, right but that isn't happening on the van halen level right you that's, that's not saying? the norm for the that's bigger not guys. happening at that at that level you know it's all hyper controlled you know you know there's focus groups and stuff like that for, for yes. songs yep yeah have you ever been called and asked to listen to a song I never have. No, I haven't. I've been in stupid focus groups, not music ones. They said that um, what I've heard is that they don't. So they have you listen to like a portion of like three songs Mm -hmm. and they ask you, you know, which one, which one is your favorite? Which one do you hate? And which one's like kind of okay? And they always pick, they pick the one that's just okay. Really? Interesting. Yes. They don't pick the one because I guess the thought is that if they go with the ones that um, people think are um, like really good, really good, that like it's maybe it's going to burn out fast. Oh, I guess. Yeah. And then the ones that people hate, they people hate. They're not going <laughs> yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. So, but they feel like, like the that ones that yeah, they feel yeah. like the ones that are in the middle that like okay, if they play okay, them enough, a safe bet that if they yeah, mm-hmm. it's safe. You know what I mean? Um, <coughs> And also, yeah. I think, too, the idea is if people really, really love it, they probably also know there's just as so many people that really, really hate it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. So. Interesting. So you can't. So we don't. We, we have a completely, like, different. There's just You just can't. And I don't know if you guys are getting the point that I'm making here. You can't have a Springsteen with what we're doing now. You can't have a Prince. No. You can't have a David no. Bowie. No. You can't have a John Mellencamp. You can't have, um, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin. You can't have Metallica. You, those just, you just can't. It's not that those. It's not that there aren't amazing bands that are that are out there making music right now. I'm not talking about that. So I'm not saying that this does. These bands don't exist. I'm saying that like get making them rock stars. It, like making taking them, them house, to the level. Yeah, happen, making yeah. them household names. Yeah. You know, <clears> getting <throat> their posters all over the place, and you know, everybody drawing their logos on their notebooks in school. <laughs> right. You know, and all that. Yeah. Like there's. Just just like right? no, ain't nobody got time for that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we got, we know we can design music mm-hmm. that like where where we have a really good shot. So we can do it cheap because we can do it in a fucking computer, mm-hmm. and we don't really need all this stuff. You know, we can make it fast. We can we can get it. Out, we can we can get it out. Yep. And who cares? And they're throwaway artists. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm sorry, man. You know, your your record didn't sell goodbye. There's there's like because everybody wants the new new. There's ten. Yeah. There's ten other like a hundred other guys Oops. twice as good looking Singers. as you in yeah. line. For yep, and that's the, the next thing, thing too. Good looking. I there's a quote that goes around on social media sometimes. It says, um, "Music was a lot better when ugly people were allowed to make it." <laughs> and you know what? I literally just got into a discussion about that with right. uh, Sissy over the weekend because yeah. we're all like, "So who's the rock star that you have a crush on that maybe isn't attractive but you love their music and that's why." You got into them so steven tyler for me is like the whole thing so but that didn't matter what he looked like because he freaking rocked in the music yes. was great yeah so i can't her lizzie borden's hers <laughs> okay so like <clears throat> that when you have this climate where i'm so you see, are you guys getting the, the picture now of like yeah there's a lot more going on to this it mm-hmm. isn't just grunge it isn't just hip-hop blah 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 blah, blah. there's like there's like business socio-economic yeah. thing which yeah. i want to talk about real quick um the world changed too. What did it? Uh, the Berlin Wall comes down. Right. Okay. So that that definitely affects the landscape of what's going now. You know, you have all it opens up other markets. All kind of different things begin to change. Nine Eleven happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 
and then it's just more and more and more corporate consolidation. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, just like it's like more and more resources going to fewer and fewer mm-hmm. um, groups. Um, so these things are all coming at rock. These are all things that like make you know you know make it tough for rock. Um, then music becomes super cheap and easy. Yes, as like you the, said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who who was the girl on who did, uh, in in school who was cheap and easy, Kevin? <laughs> oh boy, I don't know uh, who that is. It was a teacher. Oh, let me let me ask let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you. This. Okay, go ahead. Let me ask you this. I'm not saying a word about when that. you bought an album, right? And you you put down your hard earned seven ninety nine or whatever. That? Yeah. Even if that album wasn't all that great, you really gave it a try. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. because like you couldn't, for it. you paid for it, and you couldn't just go out and buy a you know another album. Right. You know, right? <laughs> I mean, there were different opportunities that showed up in magazines where you could get several albums for like one price or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I stole that money. The Columbia, yeah. it was well worth every house. penny. <clears throat> <laughs> That's but great. but even that is nothing. Compared to what we can do today, right? We were talking about oh Fourth, gosh, well, yeah. having celebrating Fourth of July here, <clears throat> watching the fireworks, and I just put a, a Spotify mix on. Yeah. So it was like, and it that the music cost was three hundred dollars back in the day, maybe, maybe even more. I mean, like it was, um, and you know, we enjoyed it. It was yeah. all music we liked yeah, and yeah. everything like that, but. I didn't go out and buy every one of those albums. No, sir, you did not. <laughs> so again, you don't have that influx of of funds at those like mid levels. Mm-hmm. Like one of the like we were listening to like ba- people like Pat Travers, right? <clears throat> Who's like great, but he wasn't uh, at the Sammy Hagar level. Right. He wasn't exactly. at the you know Robert Plant level or whatever. You know, he was like a kind of a mid level mm-hmm. band that you know he had his following and maybe can probably converted some new fans here and there. But um, you, you you're not going to have that now. You just you're just you're just you just can't because you don't have you know people buying those records. So a guy like Pat Travers, how is he doing? If Taylor Swift is, ain't making dick on downloads, <laughs> what do you think somebody, somebody like Pat like Travers him, yeah. is doing? Right, <laughs> horrible. I, I, and I apologize. I don't even know if Pat Travers is still alive. Oh man. Dead. <laughs> And I'm using, I'm just pulling that out as an example of one of those guys who was like really cool, had a good sound, you know, but you know, it was kind of like just a mid-level band. And and we have to, we have to like qualify that by saying that there's only so much room on the radio. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think what we have now is we have a music business that is really kind of flattened out at a level and then there's a big spike in the middle and that's just doesn't give a lot of opportunity for anything innovative, different, dangerous, right? I like when my rock stars, you know, crashed their cars and threw <laughs> televisions right. out of, you know, windows and, you know. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So, and That's anyway. the appeal. <clears throat> and I mentioned this, no danger, of course. Um, music is cheap and easy. Sure. Then be- because they can't, oh. nobody can make any money. Oh, here we go. Concert ticket prices soar. They're crazy. They are ridiculous. Okay, Lily goes to a lot of shows. I do. God bless you. Last show you like last big show you went to like in a like what what was the tickets? 
<laughs> oh, Lou, I don't pay for tickets. Um, <laughs> you didn't pay <laughs> for them, but what were they? Um, you got an idea. Probably like 80 bucks. And it, was, for, like, it was not a bigger band. It was a smaller what band. What do you think like Aerosmith is true? If they were to oh. tour. Oh, that's at least $250. Yeah. That's at least $250. Yeah. In fact, I, mean, I know it is because <clears> I want to go see them in I Boston. Was, uh, I was dating her. I had broke up with this girl because she wanted me to buy her U2 tickets. Yeah. They were $300 a piece. I just, I ghosted her. <laughs> I did. I'm like, I can never talk to you again. Actually, like, I do know that um, the Eagles were minimum $200. Minimum yeah, $200 ticket. So I do know that because I wanted to go. And I didn't. So, I was not justifying so that. Th- so then, so Pat, Tra- Pat Travers, not picking on you. Um, they can't, he can't, <laughs> Pat Travers cannot sell tickets for $300 a piece. No. So this really hurts him. <clears throat> you see a lot of bands that tour now. Not his bands at all. The like this, the guy goes out and plays acoustic because right. it's freaking expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, or you see like you see artists coming out of Ed Sheeran started with this using a looper. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Someone's asking me about the crew ticket prices. Oh, Bill Damiano, <clears throat> have you priced the crew poison at all? Um. Yeah. They range from like seventy-five to two grand, depending on where you want to sit. <laughs> Not two hundred. <laughs> Two grand is $2,000. Okay. So now rock is kind of becoming an exclusive thing for rich people. Uh huh. And that's not what rock was ever meant to be about. That's not what it was for. Okay. So (laughs) this is one of the reasons why it is getting put into this box as like old people music. Because while the rich old folks can go see this, I I can't go see something like this. Um, Somebody mentioned um, that. can't remember one of you guys mentioned something about like the um age group right, right of the <clears throat> you rockers know, you know yeah. of rockers you know they're yeah. they're you know the gen y and gen z have zero taste of music is that the one you're looking at <laughs> is that the one no, i don't I know if they have there's zero. another one saying the rockers are in their 50s and yeah. 70s now oh there it is most rock stars are now in their 50s yeah. and 70s there are very few who are younger unlike when i was a kid that was michael golds yep. yeah Absolutely. So, and and then I'm gonna make, make I want to talk about the smartphone, um, which okay. I which is a giant step backwards for both audio entertainment and video entertainment. You got people watching like amazing movies like The Godfather on their fucking phones. <laughs> <laughs> How can you see anything? Like, it's driving us crazy. And 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 I know that like the so the um smartphone like audio has got has gotten better uh-huh. you know what I mean yeah. but it's still just cut above the old now you kids won't remember this but Bill Damiano I know you you know this Michael Goltz you know this Vince Sornato you remember this the yeah. transistor the radio, radio with I was the one about speaker that the other day you held yeah. up to your ear that's essentially uh, what this what is what that is yep. yeah yeah <laughs> okay unless you're hooking it into some blue Speaker really, at home or like, or you have really good earbuds. Yeah, right. <laughs> and even those things aren't really uh, producing the sound no, the way it's meant need. to be heard. Yeah, right. So now, like, how can you rock out to that? <laughs> you can't. How can you like? Yeah, no, can't. I'm sorry. You can't do it. I I spent man. I was like addicted to like the Crutchfield catalog and everything mm-hmm. man like mm-hmm. I was like totally wanted I need like that turntable more, massive sound I need you know that 
Uh, well, you have, you have a whole page pages of notes. Why don't you jump in with something? Oh, no, this is for my new notable. I was just getting ready. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> we really just go went through the whole timeline of what you were so talking let's, about. Uh, so this is what Lily was mentioning earlier. So rock goes underground, okay? And it is uh, becomes more of a niche um, thing. Mm-hmm. And you can go to greasy clubs like the Smiling Moose and places like that. And, you know, here's sweaty, nasty rock bands. Yes. So they're not, it's not that they're out, it's not that they're not there. It's fucking everywhere, actually. Um, I'm sure whatever city you're in, there's, you know, there there, there, there are rock shows. There's kids, you know, as I was saying at the beginning, um, the guitar sales are the highest they've ever been. So, and then rock is also on YouTube, Big time. We're going to do a podcast coming up on YouTubers that either should be rock stars or should, would have been rock stars. Right. Yeah, that's know. a good one. Um, so, but it is there. It's kind of underground. And those of you that listen to us know, we're going to do new and notable in a couple minutes um, that, you know, this is how we do it now. But because things are so spread out, we've got this flattened out thing. It doesn't allow for artists to get be able to reach that notoriety unless they are like Taylor Swift or somebody mm-hmm. like that. They can't, you know, they've got to break big on American Idol or something like right. that. Right. And um, that's not what these guys, these guys are never going to do that. I mean, I'm just thinking some of the bands right now, the legendary Hucklebucks, they're a band from Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. Freaking killer band. Yeah. Killer band. They're never, you know, you yeah, know, but sadly. like, see, it would take somebody who recognized how awesome they were mm-hmm. with some money to kind of invest in them and get them to put out maybe an EP. Uh-huh. And let's work that up. And then like, okay, I'll oh, bring a producer in. Well, like maybe you know, tweak the song writing around a little bit better for the next right, one. Right. And like, you know, and then really that's what. Nurture the, them. Yeah. And this yeah. is, dude. This is not like fucking. It's not like selling fucking town talk at Isley's, <laughs> right? Okay, like, dining at Isley's and that. This is fucking art. You can't, you can't do what you're doing. It's just, it's not gonna work. You're not gonna, you know. This is why there's kind of like the rock scene is kind of like, and and, and you see, we see it. Lily, we go mm-hmm. to shows um, and, and we shows see these little weekend. bands that are like, oh, damn, they're, you they're guys are awesome. really fucking good. Yeah. I say know? that all the time. I say that. Well, Pittsburgh has a huge rock scene, but nobody yeah, gets to see them because yeah. it's Pittsburgh, you know? Yeah. And they're not, I mean, they're pushing it out there. It's just not, like you said, it's not what it was. So yeah. So, um, I just, it, it, it is there. It's not there. And, and so, I don't, I think unless... You know, it's a lot of people think that NFT, and I, I'm sorry, maybe somebody can pull it up real quick. Well, I don't remember what that stands for. That NFT is going to save everything. Non-fungible some tokens. Non-fungible tokens. Fungible tokens. Fungible. Fung. You're buying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> You're and, buying and, nothing, and sir. And supposedly, um, like it, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, it can't be duplicated, so it's it's like makes it more special. I don't think that's going to work. Nope. I don't think that. I think that you're fooling yourself um, with that. I think what you have to do is, I think that it has been figured out. Uh, I think that there are bands that have figured it out. And it is it is these micro indie bands. Um, and I, you know, like the, the artist Leah, who is a, um, she does <laughs> Celtic folk metal. 
Yo, no, I love okay. that stuff. Okay, she has Celtic right, folk then. metal. You know, but her, she has an entire, she creates an entire experience with her music. It's very kind of Game of Thrones mm. and all the artwork and everything is dragons. And her, you know, she's attractive, but she is uh, a mother of like six kids right. too. So she's not, you know, like she's not a supermodel, but right. you know what I mean? But, um, you know, and so she, all her, you know, marketing and branding has her standing here with the sword and, you know, on the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the rocks in front of the, whatever. I'm saying. Uh, there's, there's quite a few bands. So, so there's, so, so what I'm saying, like, you know, you, ha- you're going to have to do something like that. You're not that, but you're going to have to do something that, that gets people to like come into like an experience. And the people that have figured out how to do that, how to create an experience, that's what we're trying to do here is kind of create an experience um, <clears throat> for you. It's an experience, all it's right. It's an experience. <laughs> yeah. I'm experiencing something right now. Oh, oh boy. I do feel bad all about right. Keith, man. I, I hope he's not I pissed. I, mean, he, oh, I, I, love, I love him dearly. And I, I you know, I did, I was, I had, um, I've been doing these um, using Restream uh-huh. to work Mm-hmm. With other people, and I've I've only had one other person have a problem, mm. and I was like, man, I thought, well, maybe Keith and I should try it out. I should have tried it you out. You should have tried, tried it out. So Keith, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. You In know, any case, I'm here. I know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, let's get back to what we were talking about. You, um, so, so you, so that is the the name of the game mm-hmm. <laughs> is to create an experience and bring people into that. I think that like rockers have to look at what like YouTubers are doing. That's all the big YouTube channels, the guys that like grew it up. Like they had, they filled a niche. They created an experience, a unique experience for the people that watched and engaged with them. And that's how they grew their channels. And that's how you, I think that's the only way you're going to do it right now, that it's not going to be so much about selling records. And If you got a hundred people to to buy a thousand dollars worth of your crap um, every year, how yeah. much money would you make? Oh, I'm not hundred thousand fucking dollars. <laughs> I thought you know. I mean, you think you sp- okay? Do you th- okay? So so Lily, let's. See, I'm just gonna use you an example. Oh, I'm gonna use you. That's nice. hot. You like getting used. That's hot. Uh, so a band you really like? Aerosmith. Okay. And they were coming out. This you could see probably self over a course of a year, maybe spending close to a thousand dollars if they had a really cool shit. Oh no doubt, I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. So, so all you need is a hundred people like Lily. <laughs> we should have a hundred people like me anyway. But yes, yeah, we should. <laughs> so that's kind of the model that. Like, but these bands become micro indie and they don't have and it, at that level yes they're going to be able to make the music they like they're going to be able to have a fan base they're going to be able to somewhat support themselves but they're not going to be able to become like Prince right they're just right. that isn't like that's out of reach and I'm not sure how we get that back if we do we need to get that back I mean I don't know I mean a lot of people feel like rock is kind of going the way of jazz no, yeah. <laughs> my, you know you just broke my heart right? um, into a million pieces. You know, should we just let it go? No! no! <laughs> oh hell no! Hell no. no, it's my whole life. It's my lifeblood. I've been talking so much, I haven't done any. Sound Thank effects. goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> See, good topic tonight. So distracted, he yep. doesn't play with his little game over there. <laughs> but um, I, I have some ideas. I have an I just I just like have a crazy idea. No oh boy. About what rock. is it? 
I think that, I want to know. I think that it isn't beyond the realm of possibility that rock and country could merge. Ooh. And I'm not talking about southern rock. No. I'm just talking as like way. those are both genres of music that that like are guitar driven, guitar oriented. And think about so many of the, and I know you don't probably listen to a lot of mo- modern country, but I run across it here and there. And if you took out <laughs> the pedal steel, right, the fiddle, and the banjo, you would have it's rock. You would have a rock band. Yeah. <laughs> it's rock. There's that. And even the singing on a lot of modern country has no southern draw at all. Right. Like at fucking all. So I'm kind of wondering if this is where rock is going to kind of like rock and country are going to kind of become the same thing. Well, they're Brittany Gilbert become, has sort of done something like that. They're going to become is... strange bedfellows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I studied on it. I studied on it quite a bit. I mean, people that like um, Rascal Flats also love ACDC. Yeah, right? legit. Yeah. yeah, I'm one of those people. So I don't. So I could see where. There could be some kind of. We tried getting rock and hip hop together, and, and and yes, there's some great bands, you know, Corn, uh, you know, uh, Lincoln Park. A lot of these bands are very very cool, but it's something contrived about it or something. Yes, it doesn't. I don't know. It's just a thing. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, just, just a, it's just a thing. I don't know, and I want to know whatever we we have tons of comments, so we're gonna yes. get to that in a little bit. But before we do that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. I want to say shout out to Wolf's Customs. Go to wolfscustoms.online, uh, rockrageradio.com. Download the free. Free? Keeps free. Her she she says, free. you didn't tell them it was free. It's free. Free. It's my second favorite four-letter F word. <laughs> it's fucking free, motherfuckers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, we were talking last week, thinking, saying like, I, well, this is why we're not big on YouTube. because Because of swearing. Oh, Fuck! Well, they wow, hate that. People. They oh, hate wow. that. They fucking. Well, wow. I, we're gonna get. We're gonna go. We're going to Rumble. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put. It, we're gonna put us up on Rumble. Rumble has no Rumble. restrictions. No filters about language. Or I anything. could perform as, topless as long as you don't. That you, you could. Um, <laughs> Me too. What? As long no. as you don't. As long as you don't like. I like. You can't do anything like didn't like telling people to like. Go blow up whatever. You can't right. do that. No, no, you no. You can't do all you the stupid tell things. People to sure. like, you can't, like, in regular print, you can't slander and libel. No, no. And there's things like that. But sure. other than that, they're like, you, you say whatever you want. Nice. We I don't like care. that. We don't care. I like you know? that idea. And I think, I think with all the restrictions on the other platforms, I think it's, this, this rumble, I think, is going to explode. But anyways, we are going to start... Um, uh, putting the podcast on Rumble and just kind of see what happens. So yeah. uh, let's move on to new and notable. I um, This is a new segment we started, um, I don't know, about a month or so ago, and I find it really fun. And um, Super fun. We'd like to... I, I One of the issues, and we didn't talk about this, is the curators. You know, there used to be curators. People like Mark Goodman and Alan Hunter and those... Uh, um, what was her name? I don't know who you're trying to talk about. I'm talking about the VJs on, on Oh, MTV. um, yeah. You know, I hate when you ask me that. I know who you mean. Martha. Mar- Martha Quinn. Thank you. Martha Quinn. <laughs> and the people like that. And your favorite DJs on the radio. Those guys were, and, and ladies were curators. They would, you would listen to them to hear what was cool. 
That's why people listen you don't to me. Know, because there's so much music. And so one of the issues we have right now is the curation. We're not sure how to do the curation yet. And there's some people that have some interesting ideas. There's some YouTube channels that are really interesting. There's, of course, just podcasts. I go to Rockin' Pod every time they have it in Nashville. And we've been talking about this for years. <clears throat> but so here at the circus, we're like, let's do some curating. Let's introduce the folks to maybe some bands and artists that maybe they haven't heard. Now, the kick in the pants with this is I can't play the music. music. That is the problem with podcasts. And this is something that people are trying. They're trying to figure out how we make this all work because podcasts for the most part, especially small podcasts like us don't like, I mean, it's a labor of love. <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. We do it because we love fucking music. That's why we're doing it. We're not, you know, making right. any money. Um, so, um, we want to bring an aspect of that to, to you guys. So we're going to talk about a couple of bands. So go ahead. Lily's got a cool band. Uh, so uh, Wild Street. Um, I know a lot of people have heard of them and probably have seen them. Um, they began in 2006 and re- released their self-titled debut album on Retrospect Records. Um, they have um, done so many festivals, Rocklahoma, for five years. Um, SXSW and M3 Rock Festival. They rocked alongside Black Veil Brides, Veins of Jenna, The Bouncing Souls, The Last Vegas, Twisted Sister, Michael Monroe. It's countless how many people they've been with on stage. It's wonderful. Um, but in 2021, they released their massive album, Three, which has nearly 1.8 million streams on wow, Spotify. Cool. And the music video for the uh, epic single, Mother, after spending most of the year on tour in the U.S., 100-plus shows. They also toured Europe, bringing their music to fans in Switzerland and France for the first time. They concluded the year releasing their cover of the 69 Eyes song, Mrs. Sleazy. Now, they are a little sleazy, which is what I like about this band. They're fantastic. Yes. I have seen them twice. Uh, it's very rock and roll. Yes, all that. Whatever. I hate you guys so what? much. What do you mean? I didn't get a chance to play with my toys. I know. Because I had to talk. Oh, gosh. But um, if you do, they they are currently on tour. If you if you do get a chance to see them, I definitely recommend it. It's a great stage show. It's they're fun. They will talk to you afterwards. They will sign whatever. Now, Take what photos. kind of venues are they playing? So they are playing smaller venues right now. So like Brandy's Basement, the Subalpine. Um, there was that place in Uniontown. I can never remember the name of it. And I feel bad about it. But smaller stuff. But mm-hmm. they could definitely play. You think they could I do think like could... like the Craft House or Jungle? Oh, they absolutely. Oh, could. Nice. They absolutely. Okay. Cool. Good. 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 Wow. Um. Uh, very good. Very good. Um. Speaking of curators, I was listening to a curator on YouTube talk about this. Did you get cured? I did get cured. That's great. From my wow. radar. Uh, <laughs> so something, and and I want to do a I want to do a podcast on this band. Uh, this is Sticks' fiftieth anniversary this year. Oh, and um, a lot of folks don't. A lot of the, the, six is a weird band because they fired the guy that started the band, and they they won't do any of his songs, and so they're like the biggest hits that they ever had. Oh, okay. And they don't play them live. Like right. they don't play Mr. Roboto live. Oh yeah, no, no, I've never heard that one. I saw yeah. him. Yeah, I mean they, they you know they just they, they they won't. Jy says he hates that song. And anyways, so um, Dennis DeYoung, who's the guy that they fired, um, who you know. But they do come sail away and things like that. But anyways, um, they don't do Babe. No. no. They don't do Don't Let It End. Nope. That's a great song. Uh, but in any case, um, 
So so Dennis the Young, of course, like he's like, fuck you guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm going out should. and playing and I'm going to play my songs. And he puts together a killer band. And he brings in this guitar player. His name is August Zadra. Okay. Oh. And you have to listen to him. Go check him out. I'll write it down. He's really good. He's got an amazing voice. So there's a lot of comparisons to him and Tommy Shaw. Because okay. he has this giant super huge range. I mean, he's like, he could be the singer in fucking sticks. Like he's got a great fucking voice and he's a monster guitar player. Nice monster. And his stuff is very, very cool. It's, I don't know how to explain it. It definitely is rooted in that seventies, eighties mm-hmm. kind of rock kind of sound, but that's not really what he's doing. It's not when you don't listen to it and go like, aha, that's a throwback. You're not doing that. You know what I mean? You know, when you remember when the stray cats came out? Yes, sir. I'm showing my age, but everybody was like, it was kind of a novelty, right? Right. Right. They were great, but they were kind of like, oh, that's a 50s rock. It's not really related to anything else on the radio. It was like when there was the uh, uh, revival of the big band sounds with the squirrel. Oh my God. I love that. Well, speaking of the the stray cats, Brian Setzer orchestra, right? Mm -hmm. And they had big songs on, on pop radio, cherry pop and daddies, cherry pop and daddies, bands like that. So there was, but those again were a kind of like novelty kind of thing. Okay. Um, that's, you know, um, so he's not like doing anything like that. It is sounds very, for lack of a better word, sounds very today. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, okay. but you could tell his roots are in that, and because of the great guitar playing. So mm-hmm. Z- uh, August Zadra, just go to YouTube um, and listen to anything. I'm really interesting in hearing the song "Mother" by Wild Street. You'll like it. You'll like anything by that. It's honestly. not. It's not a remake of Mother. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your children not to look no, my it way. No, not Mommy. a cover. <laughs> Mommy, Mama, Mama. Okay, that's really creepy, and you need to stop. It's scary. <laughs> like right now. Stop it. Mama. Yes, I can. <laughs> what are you doing now? He's grabbing me a drink. Hey, bartender. Well, maybe that maybe we're going to change your name to Lloyd instead of Kevin. So, um, oh my god. That flame will be an eternal flame coming out of the butthole of every sodomite. Wow, those poor sodomites. I feel bad for them. <laughs> they're just, you know, they're just trying to do their thing and now they're going to have flames coming out of their buttholes. It's crazy. I was I was listening to our podcast from the other day and you're okay. calling that poor guy Michael Sodomite. Oh my God. <laughs> Sodheim or something like that. Steven Sodomite. That, that's a Steven Sodomite, not Michael. Steven Sodomite. Michael Sodomite's a whole other ball. <clears throat> oh so, boy. So we're going to get into comments and this day and what the Beatles did. <laughs> You're um, going to have to look at your comments because mine are gone. I have to say this. Yes? Um, I just picked the... I know we're not going to like go into too long with no. this, but this is a fun song. I remember hearing... So we talked about there were other times when people said rock was dead. Mm-hmm. There was a period in the 70s. Yes. Where people are, rock is dead. And then punk rock came out and kind of revived it. Um, I there's a there's a funny uh, interview with the guys from Depeche Mode saying like guitar bands are over. <laughs> I think Depeche Mode has a guitarist in the band now. Uh, well, see. <laughs> you know that's probably accurate. <clears throat> but in any case, uh, this is the song. The song was recorded in the early summer of '72 and it first appeared. On Odds and Sods from 1974 from The Who, the band originally planning on releasing the song as a single in 72, but 
Yeah. Pete Townsend wanted to use it for an album about whose history titled Rock is Dead, Long Live Rock. In the end, he wrote Quadrophenia instead. The song was finally released as a single on uh, April 1st in 79 with My Wife. That's a uh, John Entwistle song. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm the face on some versions too, on the flip side. So <clears throat> this is Rock, Long Live Rock by The Who. And again, this is a, a snapshot because at this time people were like, ah, rock is so... What was mm. his name? Um, famous rock critic. He's portrayed by Stuart, uh, by Philip Seymour Hoffman in um, in Almost Famous. Lester Banks. Uh, Lester yes, Banks is yes, famous yes. for saying like in the 70s, ah, rock's over. <laughs> listen to that garbage. <laughs> Down at the Astoria, the scene was changing. Bingo and rock were pushing out x rating. We were the first band to vomit in the bar. I always thought, is he saying we were the first band to vomit in the bar? That's exactly what the words are. Wow. We were the first band to vomit in the bar and find the distance to the stage too far. In other words, they would get fucked up, puke, and say, oh, we don't feel like playing. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's getting late at 10 o'clock. Rock is dead, they say. Long live rock. Long live rock. I need it every night. Long live rock. Come on and join the line. Long live rock, be it dead or alive. Yeah. People walk in sideways, pretending that they're leaving. We put on our makeup and work out all the lead-ins. Jack is in the alley selling tickets made in Hong Kong. (laughs) Promoters in the pay box wondering where the band's gone. Mm -hmm. Back in the pub, the governor stops the clock. Rock is dead, they say. Long live rock. Landslide. Rocks are falling. Falling down around our very heads. We tried, but you you were yawning. Look again. Rock is dead. Rock is dead. Rock is dead. The place is really jumping to the high watt amps until a 20 inch cymbal fell and cut the lamps. In the blackout, they dance right to the aisle, and as the doors fly open, even the promoter smiles. Someone takes his pants off, and the rafters knock. Rock is did dead, they say. Long live rock. Um, it's a kind of song about like people saying the rock is dead, but then. Something wacky happens. Some guy takes mm-hmm. his pants off, and like that's what rock is about, though. Yeah, exactly. It is about this sort of like danger, acting crazy. Anything could happen. You never knew what was going to happen at a rock show. I don't think bands did all bands off. did all kinds. Of, there were certain bands that were really famous for just launching into anything. Right. Uh, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers were a band that would launch into anything. They when I saw them. They launched into Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> was not a song in their set. But they liked it. But who cares? Yeah. He said, he said uh, uh, Tom Petty said that they got, they learned to get good at that mm-hmm. when they played with Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah, Dylan yeah. never worked with the set list. Right. He just called out tunes. That's cool. <laughs> or he would just start playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they had to figure out what he was doing. Yeah, but in any case, so that's your job. So <laughs> yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun song. I remember hearing it as a kid. Going, oh yeah. Don't no, rock is dead. What are you doing? Yeah. I love rock. Don't say not dead. <laughs> and little did I know what was about to happen. It's what was going to happen cheek. many years later? You know. Whoops. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta get these sound clips out, man. Thank you. <laughs> you have to. Oh my gosh, it's like I'm losing my mind. I feel. Do like you have I, a quota? He does have a quota. Oh my god. What are you doing over there? I never did that one before. I like that. I know. I like that one. That sounds like this. Exactly, Lou. <laughs> exactly. That's actually the sound that it does make when I masturbate. Did you well, know that's that? I you're didn't old. know. It makes yeah, that sound. That's a sample now. of that. 
very old. Um, <laughs> you need lube. A little lube there. <laughs> Sounds like that might hurt after a while. <laughs> you need lube. What else do we need? Oh, there's sodomite. There'll be a flame coming out of the butthole. That's exactly. And you'll need an abestus diaper. Abestus. Abestus. Hey, it's I not asbestos. It's abestus. And you have to call the ambulance. Oh, my God. Abestus. <laughs> Making my brain I right. need an abestus diaper. Diaper. I like when people pronounce diaper where they say like the I and the A. Right. Diaper. Diaper. Abestus. Diaper. Abestus. Mm-hmm. Sick. Oh, I called old Abestus on no the phone last abestus. night. <laughs> what are you doing? He said, I studied on killing on you. <laughs> I studied on it quite a bit. Wow, I feel right. I feel better. better. I'm I'm getting it all out. Clear that out. This day and what the Beatles did. I like how you did that. I am going to surprise you guys with some stuff. I got some. I got some things. Okay. Okay. No, we don't start with the um, Beatles. Start with Elvis working together for the first time in the recording studio with Scotty Moore, Bill Black, Elvis Presley. Fools around during a break with an up-tempo version of "That's All Right." Producer Sam Phillips has them repeat the jam and records it. It became Presley's first release on Sun Records. Hmm. There's Sam Phillips. We were talking about talking about Sam Phillips, and Mm -hmm. this is this this is the idea. They're just screwing around, bringing these guys in. What they could, I think that like I think what Sam could recognize in people is like the charisma. You know, I mean, he could, yeah, he looked at somebody yeah. like he looked at Elvis Presley. He looked at um, Jerry Lee Lewis. Mm-hmm. He looked at Conway Twitty and and Charlie Rich and those guys and thought, man, like these guys, like they got it. Like they can, they know they can work a crowd. Exactly. Uh, you want to read the Beatles one? <laughs> 1963. The Beatles played at the Plaza Ballroom in Dudley in the West Midlands, appearing. Appearing the Beatles was Denny and the Diplomats, led by Denny Lane, who went on to join the Moody Blues, and eventually Paul McCartney's group Wings. Wangs. Wangs. Do you want to do it one? No, I don't want to. Do uh, this day, uh, 1965, Jefferson Airplane. Uh, Marty Ballin and Paul Kantner formed a folk rock group that oh would boy. evolve into the Jefferson Airplane, yeah. the, the premier San Francisco psychedelic band of the late 60s. The airplane made its debut the following month at the Haight-Ashbury Club and was signed to RCA later in the year. Mm, talk about RCA. Again, RCA, yeah, right. there you go. 1966, Jimi Hendrix, on the recommendation of Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone Keith Richards' girlfriend, Chaz Chandler from The Animals, went to see Jimi Hendrix play at the Cafe Wa in New... I don't know what that is. New York City. Chandler suggested Hendrix should come to England, which he does, and Chandler became his manager. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Chaz Chandler from The Animals becomes Jimi Hendrix's manager. It's fun. It's like kind of a fun fact. It is a fun fact. Brian, Brian Jones! <laughs> <laughs> the Rolling Stones gave a free concert this well, day in 1969 nice at London's Hyde Park before an audience of 250,000, dude. As a tribute to Brian Jones, who had died two days earlier, Mick Jagger read an extract from Percy uh, Shelley's uh, Adonis and released uh, 3,500 uh, 3, Butterflies. It was also guitarist Mick Taylor's debut with the Stones. King Crimson, Family, the third year band Screw, and Alexis Corner's New Church also appeared that day. There is a real, this has been filmed. Yeah. And this, is a, oh, you can yeah, watch yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Oh, cool. um, 
Mick Jones seems like he's not. Mick Taylor, excuse me. Mick Taylor seems like he's not quite. You know, but he's awesome guitar player. He's a really yeah. good musician. Um, and there are famous people in the audience, like um, Paul McCartney is in the audience. Cool. I think no Jimmy, pressure. I think Jimmy Page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Jimmy Page might be in the audience, oh, or maybe wow. Robert Plant. Like, there's like they they find the the cameras find find them. them. Yeah, them. And they, yeah. yeah. I love really that. cool. It's very very cool. Like um, I never saw any of the other bands, but I did see the uh, the the Stones did release it like on VHS or something like that. Oh, that's very cool. 1975, Roy Harper, Pink Floyd, Cap- oh, this is a dumb one. Oh, <laughs> Captain Beefheart and Steve Miller and Roy Harper all appeared at the Nebworth Festival, England. Tickets cost three dollar or three three fifty pounds. Pink Floyd premiered their new album, Wish You Were Here, with the help of Spitfires, pyrotechnics, and an exploding plane which flies into the stage, which they always have. So, wow, so, that's so much fun fucking stuff. Fucking cool, huh? See, that's what we're talking about. That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. We like the fun stuff. Craziness. <laughs> well, you know, Gene Simmons criticized. The sort of '90s like version of rock, because the stages. He was like, the stages are dark. The guys get up on stage. They look like you can't tell if they're members of the crew. They're the unwashed. <laughs> yeah, right? you know what I mean. Or like like homeless people. <laughs> the unwashed. On this day, <laughs> the great unwashed. <laughs> I'm gonna wash you. Yeah, please oh, do. Boy. 1979, Keith Richards. Rolling Stone, Keith Richards was arrested by the Highway Patrol. Working for the Highway Patrol. Pull over, boy. Uh, in Arkansas. Arkansas. charges. Arkansas. It's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> Pronounce it right, please. <laughs> On charges of reckless driving and possessing an offensive weapon. Oh, offensive. That could be, was that like a reference to his wiener? I kind of feel like it was. Wow. Put that offensive weapon away. <laughs> Go ahead, another Rolling Stones. 1978, The Rolling Stones, the manufacturing of Some Girls, the new album by The Rolling Stones, was halted at EMI's pressing plant after complaints from celebrities, including Lucille Ball, <laughs> who were featured in mock advertisements on the album sleeve. Stop yourself, Please. Lucy. We love you. Somebody Lucy! <laughs> Lucy! You have some explaining to do. do. <laughs> no, I'm <can't> explaining! <laughs> this day in 1986... Moving forward in time, Janet Jackson started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. album chart with Control. Mm. I got to get in Control. The album featured the hit singles, What Have You What Have You Done For Me Lately? I know all these songs. I know and all of these exactly. songs. Exactly. That's, that's what we're talking about. You know them. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> I am nasty, Miss Jackson. Uh, Control, When I Think of You, and Let's Wait a While. I believe this is one of those albums that was produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Um, they, they had a real good ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a hot album. It, you, this, this was inescapable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was freaking everywhere. Go ahead. <laughs> you want me to do yes. 95? God dead. 1995, Grateful Dead, more than a, th- a thousand, oh my gosh, 100 Grateful Dead fans were hurt when a wooden deck collapsed on a campground lodge in uh, Wentzville, Missouri. Hundreds of people were uh, were on or under the deck sheltering from heavy rain. More than 4,000 deadheads were staying at the cam- campground while attending Grateful Dead concerts in the St. Louis suburb. Um, speaking of bands that played stadiums mm-hmm. and the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. the Grateful Dead released one final live DVD concert. Oh, yeah? And it's at Three Rivers fucking stadium. Yes. Is it really? Yes. That's cool. Yes. <laughs> Skinner did I think... that. Skinner did, uh, they have a live DVD from uh, what was Starlake at the time. Oh, uh, really? Live from Steel Still Town. Starlake. Yeah. Um, Calm down. It, it always will be. It is. It's Starlake. 
It's the pavilion I, at Starland. I, I think that Eric was at that show. That really? Show. I'm pretty sure I he bet. was. <laughs> um, 99, the Eurythmics announced their first world tour for more than 10 years, and all the profits mm. will be given to charity. So they named the $12 they were going to make after right, right. Dua made an announcement from the Greenpeace boat Rainbow Warrior. Oh, God. All right, I'm done with you. Oh. I'm not, lost I'm me not at, reading that You one. lost me at Rainbow Warrior. I'm not reading that one or that one. You want to talk about J- John, JC? J- <laughs> Jesus Christ, what? Well, I'm about to hit this. <laughs> JC? Kind of. Yep. 2003, Johnny Cash made his last ever oh. live performance while he, when he appeared at the Carter Ranch. Before singing Ring of Fire, Cash read a statement about his late wife that... I'm sorry, I can't read that. He had written shortly before taking the stage, the spirit of June Carter overshadows me tonight with the love she had for me and the love I have for her. Oh. He was not going to last long after she passed no, away. No. We no way. connect somewhere between here and heaven. Oh my God, she came down for a short visit, I guess, from heaven to visit with me tonight to give me courage and inspiration like she always has. Cash died on September 12th of this oh. year. Oh, he's so sweet. Yeah, he didn't, uh, he followed her to heaven like pretty quick. Yeah, uh, Michael Goltz, are you listening? David Gilmore. He has a, he has a dog named Gilmore. Uh, 05, wow. David Gilmore said, uh, artists who had seen album sales soar after the live eight concerts should donate their profits to charity, saying this is money that should be used to save lives. Hmm. Uh, okay, good for you. I, I hope that it all worked out. Uh, you want to talk about Michael J.? Michael J, not Fox. Uh, 2009, Michael Jackson started a seven-week run at number one in the UK album charts with the essential... That's Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. Right. The essential Michael Jackson is one of the eight Jackson albums in the top 20 after the singer's death on June 25th. That's heavy, Doc. 2012, Ronnie Wood. Oh, Ronnie Wood. For the second year in a row, Rolling Stones guitarist Ronnie Wood was honored with in two categories at the annual... Era Kiva Commercial Radio Awards, the 65-year-old one specialist uh, program of the year award for his absolute radio show and saw his weekly guest slot named Best Feature. Absolute also took the station of the year. So I did not realize that. I'm not reading The Grateful Dead. You don't want to talk about The Grateful Dead? I already talked about that. Why don't you talk about Madonna? 2019, Madonna. This is for my sister. Madonna was at number one on the U.S. album chart with her 14th studio album, Madam X. It became Madonna's ninth number one album in the United States. Oh, that has, oh, does that have the song, I'm Madonna, bitch? You mean, bitch, I'm Madonna? <laughs> bitch, I'm Madonna, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I'm Madonna. Smiley Lewis. Oh, Smiley. Birthdays. R&B singer. Wrote One Night Covered by Elvis. I Hear You Knocking. 55 for Gail Storm. Uh, he died. I, I was born this day in 1920. Smiley Lewis. Nice. You want to do Happy one? Birthday. 1943. Robbie Robertson, Canadian musician, songwriter, song, blah, 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 songwriter, the no, band, the band, film composer, <laughs> producer, actor Robbie Robertson. He joined the Hawks in 1962. Who became known as the band? Wow. Whoever did that writing sucks. Bob Dylan and the Hawks toured the United States throughout the 1965. Why can't I talk throughout 1965? Slow down. And Slow a, down, you read too fast. And a world tour the following year as a songwriter, Robertson, Robertson is credited for writing The Weight, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, mm-hmm. Up on Cripple Creek, up, up, I Almost Said Nipple, Creek. Broken Arrow, and Somewhere Down the Crazy <laughs> River. <laughs> um, wow. Ah. Yeah, the, the the band was awesome, and then they you know they do the last waltz. They make this big movie with uh, Martin Scorsese <laughs> and all it. their friends. Like everybody's in this movie. You've never seen the last waltz. It's like one of the great rock movies. 
you should see it. If you're a rock fan, you should see it. Um, the musicianship is second to none. He's clapped and fucking drunk out of his mind um, on stage. And they, you know, this is it. And then they get back together and they tour for like another 10 years. Robertson doesn't join them, though. He, you know, anything, everything they did after Robertson left the band was like... I'm so not even trying. Oh, I love this. Dick Scopetone. I would say Scopetone. Bazaar <laughs> had the, th- night, the U.S. number 434 single in 1967, the 59th Street mm-hmm. Bridge song. Slow down, you move too fast. Oh, yeah. I know it, okay. You gotta make the moment last now. Kicking up the cobblestones. Feeling groovy. Do you ever feel groovy, Lily? Uh, it depends on my day. Do you want to talk about Michael Monarch? Yeah, Michael Monarch, 1946 guitarist from Steppenwolf, who had the 1960 sa- 1969 U.S. number two. 69, dudes! Born to be Wild, which is sometimes described as the first heavy metal song. Steppenwolf sold over 25 million records worldwide, released eight gold albums, and scored 12 Billboard Hot 100 singles. 25 million <laughs> albums. Oh my God, you guys are such nerds. By the way, I watched Star Wars over the weekend. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little slow. I don't even know what that means. Set the cherry pop and what? Will Smith, how dare you slap Lily like oh that? Shame my. on you. Will, Will Smith isn't. It? Will Smith's mad because he wanted to be in Star Wars and they won't let him. Wonder why. There's a lot of people who are really lobbying to be either in Star Wars or the Marvel universe right now. Will Smith, Brad Pitt, they all want like Tom. Tom Cruise is like. Chomping at the bit, he's like, oh, he thinks he should have been Iron Man. Like, you know, oh, get it. he's too short. Stop Little that. Iron Man. <laughs> he could have been Iron Boy. Iron Boy. Exactly. There's that. Oh, you better not have COVID. That's that sounds his. gross. Sounds like that spider that was in my coworker's cup. Ooh, ooh, gross. I'm gonna puke over that. Casey Gaines. Cassie. I'm going to call her Casey. I'm going to. You say Cassie, I say Casey. You say tomato, I say tomato. Backing. Well, so you never want to read any, so. (laughs) Backing singer, best known for her work with the Southern rock band, Leonard Skinner. Gaines was killed in a plane crash on the 20th of October, 1977, with two other members of the band. You don't say. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's just a horrible Andy Ellison, thing. yeah. I'm reading the next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. This guy loves guy. Huey Lewis, 1950, American singer. What a new drug. I love that song. Ghost That's my favorite Busters. one. Uh, no. <laughs> Songwriter and actor from, <laughs> from Huey Lewis in the News who had the 1985 UK number 11 and US number one single, The Power of Love. Their third and best-selling album was the 1983 Sports, and they had contributed to the soundtrack of the 1985 feature film, Back to the Future. Lewis was uh, Lewis previously played with the band Clover from 72 to 79. This is the third time that Back to the Future has come up today for me. 
Weird, man. <laughs> Maybe you need to watch that trilogy next. I think I'm, I'm going watch to. that trilogy next. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to have to. I fin- I watched the... Um, Cannesburg does a movie in the park. Did you see that? Oh, do they they're, do that? They're doing, they're doing Raiders of the Lost Ark in like a couple weeks. Ooh, oh, yeah? It's, a fr- it's on Friday nights. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, Ron Thompson, singer-songwriter Ron Thompson, was born in, say, 1953, released nine albums, and worked with Little Joe Blue, mm-hmm. John Lee Hooker. Yes, sir. Lowell Fulson, mm-hmm. Etta James, yes. and Big Mama Thornton. Mm-hmm. Oh, here you are. This is an Aerosmith connection here. There you go. 1954, Jimmy Crespo, American Guard. Oh, my God. Crespo. That's fun to say. Francisco. American guitarist for Aerosmith from 1979 until 1984. He co-wrote Rock in a Hard Place with Steven Tyler. Also not the greatest album, but that's fine. This is not the Charlie Daniels band. And he also worked with Rod Stewart, Billy Squire, Meatloaf, and Stevie Nicks. (laughs) Excuse me. I was doing that earlier. Excuse me, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a, he's one of those like um, you know hired guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind mm-hmm. of guy. Uh, nobody was ever going like when they tried to do this nonsense and not have fucking Joe Perry. Like I'm like right. it's not no. It doesn't work out. No, you got to have Joe Perry and Brad Whitford. Like you, yes. that's like it's like you got to have Keith Richards and Ron Wood. Like you just got to. It's a thing. You got to have Malcolm and Angus Young, like this. How it is? Yes, you know. It's like the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I think that's even true about Steve Clark and Phil Cohen. Um, I think that. Um, I mean, Adrian. Um, what's his name? Um, Vivian Campbell. Vivian Campbell. Yeah. Adrian Blue. He's in King Crimson. Mm-hmm. But Vivian Campbell, like he's in a he's a monster. But there was something about Phil, right. um, our, our um, Steve Clark's, Steve, yeah. like attitude that he brought to the band mm-hmm. you know what i mean like I, I think that they when he left he died um he went left to be with jesus um <laughs> he joined the he joined the heavenly jesus band yes he did he lived up there with jesus we'll stop then now the flame will start burning <laughs> the way he talks hurts my brain i know right praise his name uh, anyway. I love this guy. Um, I bought, I have th- his first three albums. They are all fucking killer. Mark Cohen, he wrote mm. the most famously known for the song Walking, Walking in Memphis. Memphis yeah. But th- I'm telling you, you can't go wrong with his first three albums, any of them. It's just one great song after another, stuff that kind of makes you think and makes you feel, mm-hmm. and stuff that's like kind of romantic, but then stuff that's kind of like, you know, kind of spiritual, like it's like, and he's got a great voice, and, and just always killer musicians. Just the top-notch guys are all over his albums. Noise. Lily's looking at her watch. She's like, I'm looking that. at Michael Gold's talking still. <laughs> I think we are. Let's take a quick look. There's anybody, anybody else we need to really? Uh, Nick them. O'Malley from Arctic Monkeys, happy birthday. Okay. Jason Wade from uh, Lifehouse, happy birthday. Uh, well, that's pretty much anything that our audience is, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> say that 10 yeah, times right. fast. <laughs> uh, the drummer from the Cardigans, happy birthday. Oh, all right there. You know. Lagerberg. You that's know all you got to say. Yeah, Lagerberg. Lagerberg. Good job. <laughs> I have the Lagerberg. I will have the Lagerberg now. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you will give it to me. Oh my God, Thank you. Sick. What happened? Oh, Herr Fräulein. 
Seems all the things. Us. What? That's the spouse? All right. Okay, we're going too, back in, too far back in time. <laughs> McGillicuddy in the house. All right, McGillicuddy. Nice. Happy birthday. Andy Demet. Jerry Chambers. Yeah. Facebook user. Oh, I love him. I think that's um, Bill Domino. It yeah. It's Michael either Bill. Michael or Bill. Okay. Tony Horton. Horton, here's a who. Uh, he has a, t- Tony has some insightful comments. The rest of the entertainment industry has shifted to be very anti-masculine and rock and roll stripped pretty much uh, first, which is why rap got so popular because it was tough at least. The Darkness and Wolf. There's good two good bands from yeah. the early 2000s. Mm, yeah, there you go. Re- recently showcased a lip uh, stick that <laughs> rock has morphed into today. Um, there is a... Um, uh, Jason Ho- Justin Hawkins, who's a singer for um, the, Darkness, the Darkness, has a really yeah. cool YouTube channel. Oh yeah, it's very good. I'll have to check it out. Uh, most rock stars are now in their sixties and seventies. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, kind of like how our bitch ass rhythm guitarist thought "Abortion Mary" should be renamed for PC reasons. Eat a buffet, but eat a buffet of dicks. You <laughs> a fucking buffet pussy. of dicks. That's uh, Ken Kovac. Wow. All right, Ken. You might want to get a little anger management going no, there. I don't get know. the bag. Grandmaster <laughs> Flash smokes everyone. Also can. As far as danger goes, we need the f- uh, flip mode squad. That shit is straight up dangerous. I, what is that? Do you know that? Um, I don't. Uh, Mel- Metallica and John Cougar suck. Oh my! Think of Michael Goltz, maybe each other. That's Ken. What? No, it's Ken. <laughs> Variety ninety six. I don't know what that means. Lou, didn't you say the labels made the rock stars by putting up the money to get them started? I think that's Michael Goltz. It was more than getting. Yeah, they invested a lot of money. But here's what people don't understand about a record deal. Let's just let's just put this out right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't touch on this. I want to get into this on another podcast. But that money is a loan. <laughs> Yeah. And everything else has to get paid. Mm-hmm. Like you got to make sure that like the, the everything has to get paid before you see a dollar. So that loan has to be completely paid off, paid off before you uh-huh. see a fucking dollar. Right. Uh, the, des- uh, the design music business sucks blue whale balls. Oh, not just regular. I don't whale. remember that. I think it's, I actually think it's Michael. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, you can't feel the music coming out of your iPhone the way you could out of a serious right. series. I think that there's something to be said in that. You know, I did hear um, John uh, Fogarty talk about this one time where he said that, like, the idea, and I think they're pretty rocket band, Credence, um, said that, like, when they sat down to, like, do the music and when they, like, mixed it and stuff, they were like, okay, what's going to sound good? Now, Kevin or Lily might mm-hmm. be too young what's going to sound good coming out of that little speaker, that one speaker in the middle in your of your car. dashboard. Yeah, exactly. Remember that? You had car, I cars yep. like that, yep. you know? And so, you know, so there's a, there is a gigaroo this weekend, a bassist comp- complimented another band on their new track. Other band said, I have the rest of the unleashed, unreleased stuff on my phone. Do you want to hear it? He replied, not through that crappy speaker. That's Bill Damiano. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. Like uh, Jared and Drew will send me music, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the text. I'm like, guys, I gotta go to a computer and hear it on good when speakers. When somebody, I can't, yep. I can't listen to it on that. When somebody sends me music to listen to, I go into my car <laughs> and I play it in my car. There you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sharon will do that. Like she'll be like, listen to this. 
It's like hurting my ears. I just feel like the car is the best place for me to listen to it. Uh, Filters are the antithesis of rock and roll. I agree. Yeah, you, you know, like the, the, these guys weren't filthy. They weren't being politically. They weren't racists either. I mean, you know, I mean, let's come on, let's not go there. I mean, but they weren't like you know, didn't give too much thought about like I'm gonna say this so I get mad. <laughs> uh, somebody was reminding us. I guess when we were trying to think of, of VJ, somebody said Nina yeah, Blackwood. Yeah, Bill as well. <laughs> so, so Bill Damiano says he's a curator by that definition. Yes, <laughs> Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yep. Uh, R.I.P. Gilmore Goltz has passed. Oh, I'm so sorry. He passed. I did not. I forgot. I did not realize that, Michael. My apologies. Um, <laughs> That's cute. Yes. S.Y.D. His new puppy's name is S.Y.D. Oh. Sid for Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Steve Clark wrote incredible guitar solos, which were the guts of some of Def Leppard's best songs. I agree. Yes. I think that... Um, I, I that, Yeah, they... I don't know what's going on with Vivian Campbell. Like, I don't... I really was like... Oh, when he joined the band, I really thought, okay, because he was in Dio, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, okay, man, it's going to get like heavier. No. no. Not so much. Not, no, not at all. Like, <laughs> not even not so much. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com or LuLombardiMusic.com. Join our inner circle, and we will trash on shit all over your comments. As we do, <laughs> like we did. Okay, and uh, we will get the uh, we will get we got to get the hawk back on board here. So mm-hmm. I apologize to those of you who are looking forward to the hawk. We will get him on. Um, RockRageRadio.com. Download the free free app free, and then um, uh, Wolf's Customs. Get a custom. Paint job done on your axe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on your axe. On your axe. On your axe. <laughs> wow. So, Lily. So you can listen to my show on Thursdays, Hot Licks with Lily Six, six p.m. Eastern Time. Um, who, who are you interviewing this week? I'm actually not. I do not have an interview this week for the first time in months. Wow. I don't. Well, have why don't you interview me? You sh- I was going to say interview, interview Lou. Yeah. I will oh, interview Lord Lou Jesus. this week. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see wow. how it goes. For this week's podcast and uh, or not podcast show, and uh, I don't know what's going on as far as shows go. I am going to the Motley Crew shebang <laughs> in August. Um, the cult's coming. Did sh- you see that? I did see that. Yeah, so I, have to I work might that have to night. do that. I'm like, Damn it! Oh. <laughs> you know, and, and and Black Label was it Black Label Motorcycle? Oh, uh, black, uh, Rebel, black, uh, Rebel Rebel Black Rebel the Rebel Black the Motorcycle Club of anyway. <laughs> I know, right? BLS. <laughs> Black Label Society. Okay. Are you no, about it's not Black, Black Label no, Society. No. It's, it's the a, Motorcycle Club. I know what you mean. Anyway, I don't know which shows I'm going to other than the crew right now. Uh-huh. I have to think about it. I can't remember. That's all you can afford. I'm going to go crew. to the uh, Lawrence Welk tribute. Sweet. Who didn't know that? <laughs> Are you going to take bubbles? Nerd. <laughs> did I tell you guys what happened? I told you guys what happened with Seven Spring. Yes, right? you did. Yes, you told us all. But anyways, I'm not going to get into But anyways, I'm not going to go to anything. For a while, for anything, because <laughs> yeah, I I just can't. A little um, burned out there, are you? It's just too crazy. I, know. I like to go and get all fucked up. What you don't say? Shut up! So not you. I have to go to something where it's not going to cost me seven hundred dollars in an Uber, right? <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't Uber out to Star Lake. No. 
Maybe New Kids on the Block. Maybe I'll go see oh, <laughs> You got the right stuff, I'm, at, really. I'm, going, I'm going to Kennywood at the, towards the end of the month. There you go. For Slovak Day. Slovak Day. <laughs> All right, guys. On that happy note, it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. <laughs> Pittsburgh Kevin. Yes, sir. Lily V6. Woo. My name is Ludini, and we will catch you all next time on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Oh,